Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Heavenly Gaze. Today is a very special episode. We have our dearly beloved Tabitha, writer, poet, sister, encourager, speaker, all you can think of and the above. That's Tabitha. So we're so excited to have her on the podcast today. And we're even recording some of it. Some of us can you can see some of our faces. You can't see some of our faces, but it is what it is. <laughs> We're so excited to be here and to share the gospel. Today's topic is about purpose, so just tune in. And if you're really enjoying it so far, if you've enjoyed the intro, if you've enjoyed everything that's happened so far, share with your friends, share with your WhatsApp group chat, share with all your loved ones, because it's going to be a great session today. Thank you. I don't know why I said thank you, but amen. <laughs> and it's like in church, we're a completely different person to the way that we are at home. Like my pastor always gives the example of you look really really nice now but what does your bedroom look like at home and I always used to laugh about it like oh that's so jokes yeah what does my room look like ha 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 but now I'm really deeping it my room is a reflection of the way that I behave at home and so if it's looking messy and everything then it's almost as though I'm trying to present a different face to everybody else but you have to make sure that every area of your life is in check like it can't be that one area is just perfect and the other area is horrible because it's like with a house if it's like every room is furnished and beautiful but the bathroom smells disgusting it's like if somebody comes to your house it's like yeah i can see you've made the effort to fluff the pillows to vacuum but there's a smell that is just making it so that's throwing everything off of kilter so it's the same with our lives it's like yeah you look amazing in church you're worshiping your education is really good but the way that you speak to your mum is just causing a weird smell in your life. So I think as Christians, to be able to walk in the purpose that God has already predestined for us, we have to desire that, not that our whole life will be perfect, but at least that we're striving to make sure that our whole life is directed by the will of God and is in line with the word of God. And also something that stood out to me from what Elizabeth was saying was that the world will tell us, oh, search for your purpose, discover what your purpose is on this earth. But it's already been predestined for us in the Bible. And so I think it's so important as Christians to always refer back to the word of God, because these things have been said and they've been declared years ago. But it's because we are so accustomed to the, um, to the ways of this world that we think everybody's searching for their purpose on earth let me also search for my purpose. So then you go on all these different schemes and all these websites trying to discover your purpose. But as Christians, we've been called out of that life and we've been set apart. So if an unbeliever is searching online for their purpose, how can we be right beside them searching on the same website? It should be that we're diligently searching through the scriptures to discover what our purpose is. Because little do we know, but God has actually stated it in black and white, what we're here to do, what he's planned for us. But it's just a matter of being diligent and like caring enough to actually seek it out. Wow. I love that. How can a believer be searching on the site and we are just searching on the site right next to them? No, that's it. I think it's a thing where purpose is the idea of, you know, the fulfilled um the, the fulfilled intention of a thing like the, the intention of a, of a person or a thing being fulfilled and it's like so often we're finding fulfillment in in the idea of success and often worldly success but that's not where we as believers should be finding fulfillment um we're called to bear fruit i know that in i can't remember what scripture let me be real but um any any 
any branch that does not bear fruit will be cut off and that kind of thing. Um, so we're kind of called to fruitfulness. We're called to the idea of, um, of bearing fruit for the kingdom. Um, but again, this is all just from a place of, this is from a place of love. This is from a place of intimacy. This is from a place of just, of God, of living within Christ. So instead of searching for success, instead of searching for um, the idea of money and monetary gain and all this, okay, I'm not condemning those things, but search for fruit and let success be a byproduct of you bearing that fruit. So start to really walk in love, start to really, start just bringing, bringing joy, bringing peace to different situations, all these things that you're doing, that's, that's where our purpose will be found, that's where our purpose will be fulfilled because we're showing and spreading and, and, and displaying and declaring the glory of God through us in our lives. So, and even in doing that, in doing that, imagine now, so you're in your workplace and you're just being kind. Like everyone else is miserable and you're just being kind. You're just helping. You're just um, going the extra mile. What are you going to get? You're going to get the promotion in the end. So instead of you searching for, I really want, I'm just going to be mission. I'm just going to be like, I want to climb the ladder. I want to um, chase the bag, chase the bag, chase the bag. Be kind and let that elevate you. Be good and let that elevate you. Be, be, <laughs> I say no one is good but God, let's be real. But like, walk in that love, walk in faithfulness, be faithful, be loyal, loyalty gets you so far, show honour, all these things that um, you kind of forsake sometimes for the idea of chasing success and being purposeful and all these things, um, that's, not what we're, that's not what we're called to do, show, bear the fruit and let, that, let success be a byproduct if that makes sense, um, so yeah that's what I would say as well. Yeah like you said Tabitha that was so powerful and I, it made me think like being in the will of God requires a heart that's postured towards him and it reminds you of the life of Jesus and when we look at the Pharisees they were in his presence day after day but they were far from him their hearts were so far from him and it's like I can be in the presence of you guys but my heart could be thinking about all sorts of things good bad and it just reminds me that we need to posture our hearts towards God and that means that we literally give God every piece of our heart not just a you know, I give 10% to God and I save 90% for me and 10% to the world. No, God wants every single part of our heart because he's the one who made it. So of course he would know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what Tabitha said at the start about, you know, going to the creator of the product rather than the product itself, that we are all those products, those individual ones. And if we're not going back to the one who formed us, who formed us in, the, in our mother's womb, who knows our inmost thoughts and our deepest parts of our hearts, how, how would we possibly understand what, who, who we are? You know what I mean? And I think it's really, really important that we continue, like every, we're continually keeping our hearts posture before God and, and what he's doing in our lives, you know? No, honestly, it makes me laugh sometimes. It, it's, it's a funny one to me that um, we all say, oh, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? But it's like, you're not called to Like in the Bible, it doesn't say you're called according to your purpose. You're called mm-hmm. according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're always trying to um, seek and find this kind of, Wow, self-centered cool. kind of mentality that we often have um one thing that I, I remember thinking of when I was in year 12 or something, no year 13 like at the start when I was just about coming to her was um how in the in the old days we thought or scientists thought that the earth was the center of the solar system in the um the geocentric model so the earth was the center of the solar system the planets and the sun all orbited around the earth and when you're thinking about it now thinking how can this big old sun that's providing all the energy providing life providing light be orbiting around the earth one small earth that's like this big in the size of a solar system so when they finally discovered that it was actually the sun that was the center of the solar system and and the earth and all the planets and all the moons orbited around the sun there was a realization that oh 
it's not actually about us. <laughs> it's not actually just mm. about us. We're meant to we're meant to gravitate towards the sun, but the sun of God, the sun, the light giver, the life bringer. Um, meant to orbit around what it. What a word. Can someone catch that? <laughs> 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 so like, switching from that geocentric model to the heliocentric model where the sun is the center um, reveals, reveals your purpose as in to be centered upon one, to be, to be grounded in, to be rooted in, to be attracted to, to gravitate your whole life towards that thing. Who is the son of God? That Jesus Christ, that's, that's our purpose to, to orbit around him, to reflect his glory. Literally the whole point. I think another thing is like, I, I keep thinking of all these analogies, but it's like, be a moon, be a reflection of the, of the glory and the light of the sun. So, and don't center, don't center your whole life upon yourself. Um, I know that sounds crazy because it's like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm self-centered, maybe, da-da. but no, it's, it's okay. We all be there. But like, like Liz said, just start to continue to die to flesh and realize, yes, my life is hidden in Christ. It's in Christ Jesus. That's who it is. That's who I am. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not just me. I'm, I'm literally a son or daughter of God. I literally am an heir. I have an inheritance. All these things. Once you start centering your life upon them, that, then you can walk forward in, in the purpose that God has called you to because it is his purpose. Yeah. We're called into his purposes. Um, but yeah, that's another little thing to share. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, what do you guys think are some of the reasons why people find it hard to walk in the will of God as Christians from a Christocentric viewpoint? Like, why do some Christians really struggle to walk with God in intimacy and, and, and stay, you know, connected to him? What do you think the reason for that is? I think for me, it's because the devil's actually out there like a real lion. And I think for Christians, one of the biggest things that he pushes us to do is to begin to strive and we begin to try and earn God's favor we begin to try and earn God's love we begin to try and earn our position and we forget that God is the whole reason why we're there in the first place you know God is the one that anointed us God is the one that gave us the grace to to be walking in love in the beginning and then oftentimes when we get to a certain point we realize that oh my gosh God I don't want to fail you so we start trying to do things about in strength and we forget being with God in the secret place. You know what I mean? It's like my dog. When I first got her, the amount of love and attention that she was getting, that girl, she was so loved. She's still, she still loved, guys. <laughs> but at the beginning, it was like, we're trying to make her feel comfortable in the house because she wasn't used to the environment. So we just accommodated for every single whim that she had. If she was misbehaving, I didn't really want to be too harsh on her because she's still kind of scared of me. But like now, six years down the line, four years down the line, Sometimes you can wake up and then not even spend time with the dog. I can get used to being with Christy, but I don't spend time with her. But she still knows me and I know her. But it's like, I even want to just say time. I want to say like intimacy as well. Because I can know Christy, I can live with her. But are you intimate? Like the Bible says in Revelation, it talks about that first love that the church had for Jesus Christ. And sometimes we need to go back to that first love, that first excitement that we had just for Jesus you know what I mean just for pursuing him and then after that purpose and everything else will follow after I definitely I definitely agree with that I feel like the idea of the will of God is probably a whole um even topic in itself (laughs) but um (laughs) but yeah I think it's hard to walk in 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 the will of God if you don't know the mind of God like you say in, in Philippians 4 4 6 kind of thing it says um, Paul is saying to everyone, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it's, we're meant to have a sense of, of, of synergy between the mind of us and, and the mind of, of Christ. So until we kind of get to a point where it's like, we're actually thinking like him, uh, the way that we process, the way that 
Oh, phase two, that's like, yeah. And um, the way that we process things, the way that we, um, we look at the world, the way that we view life, the way that we view even people, other people, are we seeing people in the same way that Christ sees them? Are we, are we seeing even our lives in the way that Christ sees, sees us? Um, we can't really walk in the will of God. And I think it's hard because so often the world is the default. That's the majority. That's the, the go-to. It's, it's the standard um, for, for our, our society is to look to the world. So until we kind of come away from looking to the world and being like the world and seeing things like the world, we can't really get into alignment with, with, with the mind of Christ and the will of God for our lives. So I think a lot of, of Christians, it's like, it's a thing where we're so closely affiliated with the world that we can't see see the word. We can't see the way that God is seeing us, if that makes sense. So until we kind of, I don't want to say distance, but kind of remove the the the, the pressure to go and follow the world, the pressure to go and, and do things the way that everybody else does, the pressure to really conform to the default of society. We can't we can't walk in the will of God because the will of God does not align with the will of the world. It, it, it doesn't. Let's be real. Um, so I think that it really is what, um, what Precious was saying that time, just not, I don't even want to say time because it's like, oh, you must spend this amount of time, you must spend, no, it's not like that. It's just the intentional saying that, you know what, God, I just want to, I'm, I'm, you're in me, you're with me. I just want to intentionally connect with you. I just want to acknowledge your presence. I don't want to, I don't want to forsake you. I don't want to, I don't want to just, um, ignore you. You're here with me. Why am I ignoring you? Like, 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 um, Precious said about the dog. So, I think just spending like doing that and just really intentionally going for it, uh, yeah, intentionally doing those things um, will help you to align yourself with, with God's will and just really unlock your purpose um, that He has given you. It's a purpose that He has for you. Yeah. Wow. wow, I love that. And wow. it's like what you said. You said it's hard to walk in the will of God if you don't know the mind of God. And it reminded me of Romans twelve two, and we're literally instructed to literally not conform to this world at all, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you cannot be transformed if you're not having something to transform with, if that makes sense. And the word of God is what you're using to transform your mind. And if you're not reading that, what are you feeding off of again? What is your portion? Is it this world? Is it God? Is it itself? Either way, anything that's not of God will leave you empty. There's no two ways about Mm -hmm. it. And I think it's so important. Like Tabitha said, you're right. There's no amount of time. It's the intentionality behind it because God is eternal. He doesn't even live in time. He is time. And so if you're basing your walk with God, oh, I've spent five hours a day. I spent, okay, tick, tick, tick. That's actually religious spirit. And that's not the God that we serve. He's a God of intimacy first. It's about, like Tabitha said, the intentionality. And I think again, it's that kind of, that mind. Like, I think it's a mind thing as well. Like really just being like, God, I don't care how long I'm here. I just want you, like Tabitha said, like really just focusing on who he is. And you find that you actually just get lost in his presence. Like you, you'll be there, you think it's five minutes, next thing you know it's the next morning. You don't even know what's going on because you're just being mm. so filled and really enjoying who he is. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this session today of Heavenly Gates. Lord, I pray that as we have discussed purpose and your will, that you give us the grace and the diligence to walk in your perfect will, O God. Lord, I pray that you place in us a heart that desires to know your will, a heart that desires to search and seek for your will, and may we walk in it, Heavenly Father. I pray that you give us a heart of compassion for the lost. May you break our hearts for what breaks yours, Heavenly Father. And I pray that we will begin to continue the work that Christ has started, as you have called us to be Christ's work, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hear my song.